Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courts in Indiana Podcast. I am Jim Reamer. We have recorded multiple episodes today. And so what we're going to do for this one, we're going to break it down and, and put out two episodes. So if you get a chance, this one is going to be week four of the Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. Uh, Mason Asher is going to join Kyler Staley and myself to talk about Oh, some of the some of the best teams, not not just the teams that won, or not just the, the the teams that won the top brackets, but basically talk about teams across all the brackets of the final day and how they did, and, and any additional kids that we thought uh, stood out. Uh, so it's a good good discussion. So hopefully you enjoy that. Uh, the other episode we are producing today is going to be the top or not class of twenty twenty five kids that we think are going to have breakout seasons. We sort of have a little debate on what that means. Uh, I had one thing in mind when we started, but but uh, it was other concepts were introduced, and so we went with it. It was a good discussion. So hopefully you get to check that one out as well. So I uh, hope, hope you enjoy both episodes this week. Discovery, go at throttle up. All right, Mason Asher is with us now, Kyler Staley. I don't know what order we're recording this, Kyler, but you may have already been on. I don't know. If, I think this is going to be the first segment, so then the second segment will be what we obviously with Dominique, and maybe Zach joins us this week. We're not sure. We don't know if Zach's going to be on board or not. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say no. No, that's, still that's in kid duty. And yeah. who knows? We may He may end up showing up and may already be on when we've made this prediction. <laughs> Yeah, Vegas thus is, is favor. Thus is the gamble of asynchronous recording. So <laughs> we are recording this at six o'clock on uh, Monday night. We are uh, up against Coach Woodson's press conference that Kyler will have to dip out for within forty-five minutes. So this this part won't be super long. But we are going to talk about the final weekend of the Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. It's been four weeks. Uh, I thought I thought the I thought the intensity level and the competitiveness was, was right there yesterday, especially um, in a couple of the, you know, the championship, the two, the, the two big boy brackets are, you know, the, with the, the teams in the top, the varsity pools that, that do well, uh, those two brackets, I thought those were super competitive. And then that um, the top JV bracket that we had, um, which really does have some smaller school varsity kids in it. So maybe it's not fair to call it a JV bracket, but there are definitely some young kids over there that I, that I was impressed with, but the competition level, I mean, we had to intervene in a couple of intense situations yesterday while you guys were over on the, on the quiet side. Ooh, Jeez. I don't know if mine was quiet. Oh, really? Not, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got into it. So you luckily, got into it with an official. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. So. Sadly, I not sadly, but I I always back the officials in those situations, Kyler. So just keep that in mind. I know that's the problem. I was <laughs> like, man, I'm fighting everybody here. You're gonna get but, ejected. You're gonna get yeah. ejected, but still have to hang around and and co-administrate. 
That's what I was thinking too when my whole spat was going on. I was like, man, if I really get kicked out, then I'm just gonna have to go sit down, and then they're gonna be shocked to see that I'm just still there. Yeah, well, the, there's, there's when you get a situation like that, there's two things we worry about. We worry about are you ejected from the game? Okay, so now you have to leave the court. Um, but the boys and girls club, they they have different. Like if you get kicked out of the facility, then you're gone. I can't help with that, you know. Right. Um, that that has way more to do with things like language and fighting and stuff like that. That's not what you were doing, but no. but yeah, you get ejected from a game. I, our rule is simple: you don't have to sit the next game. It's not high school rules in that regard. Um, but you do have to sit out the rest of the game. So all you would have had to have done was leave the court, and cooler yeah. heads would have prevailed. We've had that situation a number of times. Yeah, I mean, I won't go too deep into it because um, it's not really a big deal. At the end yeah, of the it's day. not that big. But yeah, let's not but get just it. yeah, just it just an argument. We have, and we have I good. Of, just, yep. I, I just had to be quiet. I just had to. We be have quiet. great officials. We have really good officials, and I think there's more I can do. That situation we had over on court one, um, which really had nothing to do with the players or the coaches, other than maybe calming them down a little bit, but. But with just too many fans thinking they're involved, walking up to the court, talking to the official. No, so we're going to hopefully next year when we get the league ready, Mason, Kyler, um, hopefully I'll remember to address that just in some simple things that we post and communicate with the parents. And basically, if you're not in the bleachers sitting down, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it always seems even on the girl side, it's always the parents. It's not necessarily the kids all the time or the coaches. It's the parents. Well, it's the adults. It may not always be parents, but it's definitely the that's adults. That's true. The adults, um, yeah. Because that's no different than it was when I was growing up. I mean, I'm quite a bit older than both you guys. And um, there are some prominent people in my neck of the woods, locally prominent, that um, when I was a kid, they were ejected from their fair, fair share of games. Uh, it's just none of it was caught on video and nobody was recording podcasts about it. So we we get more access to the the bad screw the bad things, the screwy things that happen in in, in sports. Um I don't know. There there probably have been some serious issues that may may not have happened way back when, but but I, I can tell you I growing up as a kid, there were consistently adults in the room, on the field, whatever you want to call it, who were always chirping, always causing agitation, always sometimes usually being ejected. It's just, just the way it was. I just don't think that aspect has changed too much. But, yeah, we need to have a situation next year where, especially when there's a lot of people there, if you're standing along the court, you, you just can't talk to the officials. You know, you're, you're not a coach. You're not someone who's going to be able to intervene. You're not anybody the officials are going to listen to or respect. Um, you know, just sit down, let the kids play, let the coaches coach, let the officials officiate. And that's, you know, and, and then, and really in that instance, they probably didn't mean a whole lot of harm, but at the same time, it, it just elevates and escalates. And the next thing you know, it does get a little bit out of control. That was like that situation later in the night when I asked that one gentleman to quit stepping up to the court had nothing to do with him. He was fine. It had everything to do with what happened earlier and just wanting to make sure we draw that line. And so we just got to do a better job of that um, proactively. 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually kind of impressed, honestly, just coming, you know, doing a lot on the girls' side with how some of those parents get. Like, I thought overall throughout the four weeks, you know, the the yelling and you know, yelling at refs and all that, and parents. Like, I thought it was pretty tame to what I think my expectations were coming in. To be yeah. honest, as well. Well, these are all not all of them. These are a lot of kids that families that are you know in events like this often you know AAU right. events or whatever and then and, and they are used to it i mean they're going to have their peace i mean they're going to they're going to have their say they're going to say things but again for me if you're sitting in the stands as long as you're not using profanity then and i'm not saying that from a prudish perspective i'm saying that because of where we're at and it is a youth sport event if you're not using profanity and you're sitting in your seat I, you know, you want to yell at the referees? I mean, okay. Um, but if you're standing on the sideline and approaching the court and all that, that's that's where we're going to start drawing lines. And and nothing and nothing bad happened. There was no incidents. There was no no TikTok moments. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I told one gentleman who I'd never asked, "Don't end up on TikTok today." <laughs> he kind of he did laugh, so that broke some tension. Um. One guy wanted to know who I was to tell him to sit down. And I said, well, I'm the guy paying the people that you're yelling at. And if they kick you out, you and I are going to walk, <laughs> walk out together. Walk and talk. Walk and talk, baby. <laughs> and uh, oh. if they won't, if they won't leave, we, we get the police right there. They're just around the corner. So uh, how funny would that have been if you had to walk me out? That would have been great. Yeah, you'd have been all right. I just would have walked you to the table and. You would have put me on uh, check-in duty. Yeah, I would have been taking you'd, money. You'd have to go give Mikey a break. <laughs> he would have said, sit down, shut up, and don't <laughs> let the ref see you again. Uh, anyway, um, I thought it was a good play. I, I liked, I thought the championship games there at the end were all excellent. I know couple, the, the one ended up kind of a, a little bit of a wider spread than what we thought Coach – Porath, with his group, beat Coach Saunders' team. We'll go through some names there later. I, I thought the, the the B bracket game. Look, if you're in the the top bracket or the B bracket game in the the, the older team pools, you you had a good fall league because there's there's some good teams there. There's some good kids in those games. The the game that I really enjoy was Coach Rutland's group versus Coach Williams's group. Coach Rutland, of course, is. Uh, let me get there real quick. I should have this. Memorize. Hold on a second. Obviously, it's Ron Rutland. Um, and um, God, if I could just, there we go. I mean, their group: Peyton Bird from Center Grove, although I don't think he was there yesterday. Damon Howard, Nigel Jewell, Ron Rutland, Lincoln Tog, Tog from Heritage Christian, Kamal Washington from Park Tudor. I mean, that's a good six or seven guys right there. And you know, they got they got beat by a team they played in pool play. Andy Williams' group, he is one of our Kyle Guy elite coaches. His name, kids are Caden Jarabek from Mount Vernon, Tanner Teschendorf from, from Mount Vernon, who we've talked about a few times on here, uh, Cash Moore from Bishop Chittard, Tyler Davis from Mount Vernon, uh, Keegan Harrison from New Pal, Colton Stowers from Washington, who's Coach Miller's grandson. And then I'm not 100% sure if all of them were there. Um so if I missed anybody that, that was there, Cam Stump is usually on that team. Chris 
uh, Arvanitis from Plainfield is on that team. Um, going through some stuff today, I think Plainfield's going to be one of the top six or seven teams preseason in the state because uh, their names keep popping up on teams that are good, uh, including the team that won the the big boy bracket. But that group right there did a nice job. They they went three and zero on the day. Who they beat? They beat Coach Tate's team in the um, in their semifinal game. I think those games were super competitive, and their their team. All kids from Warren Central, uh, George Washington, Clem Butler was there. Um, they had three kids from Horizon Christian, Coach Tate's son from Purdue Poly. It's a nice group he put in, and those are some those are some juniors that I think we might hear from later this year. So, well, Clem's a senior. We we already know about Clem, but there there might be some juniors there that we hear about later in the year. I, I thought those games were super competitive. Any, anything. Out of that bracket, that's what that's the bracket Coach Staley was in. Coach Tate's team beat you, Coach. They did. They did. Um, yeah, that was a really good group. Um, my team was just a little bit flustered um, from the start, and they were just super aggressive. Um, they all played really well, too. They, they moved the ball and whatnot. I don't think Clem was there yesterday, um, but he has been here. Um, I, I remember watching him in week three. Um, yep. Everything, but I mean, just what you said about the competitiveness. I mean, the the top bracket and then the B bracket that I was in. I mean, you just had some really, really good players, really talented players, um, in that bracket, and they just all competed. Um, and that's kind of what you want to see. You know, usually with you know fall leagues or whatever, you you see a lot of times where kids, you know, take don't take it necessarily as, um, I don't know what the word is, um, as important as what it needs to be. Um, but you know, I felt like with the fall league, especially up in the varsity side of things, I just felt like every game felt competitive. The kids wanted to play, not a whole lot of blowouts from where I can remember, but and then especially yesterday during the tournament play. Oh, there were there were more than there usually are. Let's say that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't that's, really see a whole no, lot. That's fine. That's fine. That that's something that I part of that's my fault. <laughs> part of that part of that's my fault. Just it's kind of one of those things you need to do a better a better job of vetting. There probably could have been three really good varsity pools and then two decent varsity pools. And and that would have been probably a more balanced situation than what we had. Um, but I'm stubborn. I like to have 16 pools, and I like to have 24 teams in that vying for that top group. And that's kind of what it's kind of partly on my fault. So, but Even yeah, we did have some blowouts, but, but all in all, it was n not yesterday. Yeah. No, not yesterday. And even with like the blowouts, I still felt like the kids really competed. I mean, the blowouts from what I remember, I just felt like, you know, the, the, the team that was getting blown out just wasn't as talented, you know, just at a talent standpoint of it. Um, that's the reason why the blowout happened, but I, I still felt like all the kids played hard. Um, yeah. I don't ever remember any kid. And that's at all levels. I don't remember any kid, you know, taking it easy, you know, taking plays off or anything like that. I felt like everyone just came to compete and have fun at the end of the day. Mason, anything in that, that B bracket catch your eye yesterday, either teams or games, or, you know, I don't know how well you knew which teams were which that late in the day because it tried to keep them all together. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought, 
for the most part, like like we're saying, they were they were competitive and and kids really came in to compete on the last day. Um, you know the these two top varsity pools. You know they had a game at um, you know basically they, started playing at they, three and played they three, had three games. games to win. Yes. It, you had to win three games, and that's the yep. We only we only do it at that level. Uh, those two brackets, the rest of them were brackets of four. And you know, like I told my and so like I told my guys too. You, if you want to play on wood courts today, we had to have won, and we didn't win, so we were on the rubber courts yesterday. Uh, right. So they, you know, they showed a lot of. Uh, you know, I didn't think there was much of a step down because, uh, you know, one bracket played at three, five, and seven, and the other played at uh, four, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. And from game one to game, uh, you know, three on the day for you know four of those teams, uh, you could you could kind of tell. Um, you know, they, they really wanted to compete and, and more importantly, just, you know, kind of wanted to come out show what they could do, uh, but also win a championship. Um, for for Coach Williams' team, I thought that uh, Chris Arvinitis played really well. Um, you know, he scored 22 points uh, in one game and, and was looking, you know, really solid on the defensive end of the floor as well. Uh, I can't remember if that was the semifinal game or the championship game. Uh, that he scored those 22 points, but, uh, you know, he scored 12 or 14 in the other game as well. Um, and so I thought he looked really solid, but but all weekend or all four weeks, I thought Tyler Davis and Tanner Teschendorf, um, you know, cash more uh, for Coach Williams looked really good. And, you know, it kind of culminated there, um, you know, with, with three pretty nice wins uh, of double digits on the last day. The Kineski, Chase Kineski, Keenan Garner, Cooper Zachary group that Coach DeVoe had. Um, we we didn't get the box score in that one, right? So we were just what Cooper had seventy five points that game. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, had seventy five points. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. We were just his, making his dad came over and there was no one. No one wrote down who had what points and yeah. So I said, well, uh, it looks like Cooper. I have a pin here. It looks like he scored seventy five. There we go. <laughs> or what was it? Hold on. It was oh, it was eighty. They had eighty, so maybe he scored all eighty. I don't know. Man. Yeah, it was. I liked. I liked watching them play. They're, that's a training team, so that's not. They're they're not a whole lot different than a than one of the fall league groups. They're they're just kind of put together. Um, I I do know that they. Um, I do know that they. Um, you know, they do play some five on five stuff together. They're they're not just thrown together at the last minute like like some of these teams are. But but we've got a good mix of teams. Like even Coach Rutland's team, those guys. Don't all it's really just three kids from one team, two kids from another, and and a couple of other guys. I mean, they're not exactly none of these teams are out there practicing. Although I do think Coach Moran's maybe had a practice to get ready for the fall league. And come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. I can't say I've ever done that. <laughs> come on, Paul. And it showed. <laughs> yeah, they did well. They did well. Um Younger guys, I don't know how often you got over there yesterday. I know we, you guys made a point, or at least Mason did, made a point of going over to watch um, the other side of the gym. Coach, Coach Staley, um, of course, you coached against some of those teams. Kyler, what any group really impressed you the most out of the the teams that you your younger your younger group had to go against? I know you guys were kind of challenged, and yeah, I mean, honestly, I I can't really think of names. Um, right. Well, some of them, my head. 
There might have been some fluid fluid rosters, but with the team entries, I don't really micro I don't micromanage the roster. So right. um they enter as a team. It's, as long as they're not taking kids from other teams, I don't care. Yeah. Um you know, and I, I think for the most part we try to say don't bring somebody in the last week that hasn't already been there or that's, or that's not on your roster. Um but um Coach Justin Bates had a couple of nice younger teams there. And I know that um, which team was it that won? They won their like that JVB bracket. But um, that was probably more competitive than the JVA bracket. It's kind of odd how that played out. But they're, uh, that was the game that was chippy, but that was a tight game. That was a three point game, a one possession game. And, and as, as intense and as chippy as it got in the first half, the second half was very well played. And and really competitive down the end, and it was physical, physical for a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. Love to see it. I do. Yeah, wish I was. We... Um, Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, I again, um, you know, a couple of those, you know, Jimtown kids, even though they kind of had a a little bit of a rough go of it for four weeks, you know, I, I don't think you can say that they didn't get better. Um, you know, all of them that were there, uh, you know, playing up against some kids that were a little older. Uh, once again, Xander Whitaker, I thought played well. Um, but this week, Jackson Woolwine stood out to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he was he was scoring the ball well. Um, you know, might have outscored Xander in the game that they played, and, and Xander was kind of their leading scorer all throughout. Um, but you know, had close to twenty points. Um. You know, was was kind of a standout who didn't really stand out to me in any week prior, uh, and you know that could have been because he wasn't there one week or, um, you know, what have you. But I thought those two kids once again, um, you know, stood out pretty quickly yeah. um, to me. Uh, it was it was tough in the lower divisions just because you know I know we've we've talked about it before and we don't have to go into it super deep, but. Um, you know, some of the names and jerseys weren't correct. So, yeah. you know, it was kind of tough to kind of piece together, you know, who was who, what was what. Uh, but like you said, I thought um, Justin Baker's team who who won the, I think it was the, was the, it the B bracket? They won the B bracket. Yeah, the A bracket, they got beat by Coach Ramonda Thomas's team who who ended up winning that, that A bracket championship. Yeah, so I thought, um, you know, his team, had a couple of really nice players. Um, unfortunately, the roster wasn't wasn't the same all all through the the fall league. But um, you know, that's a team that whenever I would go over there, uh, you know, kind of stuck out to me pretty quickly just with some of their athleticism. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, it kind of ended up showing with a, a a championship in the B bracket. Real real quick, and and these are things. Some of this stuff we're going to post on social media here uh, tomorrow when I get a chance to. Today was hectic. Um, it's not going to get any easier because we got so much other stuff to do, but, um, guys on that uh, younger group over there that I thought stood out, Elias Zapata from coach Swain's team. Uh, some of the guys you talked about with coach Whitaker's team, uh, Mason Lloyd, Tyler Wren, both Terre Haute North freshmen played for coach Oilers team. Those two guys I thought were pretty impressive throughout the league. Um, coach justice, had a nice group. Um, I by the end of it, they weren't wearing the fall league jerseys, which is fine, other than the fact that they didn't have numbers that we knew of. So, um, although I suppose I could check the score sheet, but it was again, I like to do it while I'm watching. 
you know, and I got a chance to watch him play a little bit and, and, you know, but they, you know, they, they did, they did well. They, they had a good final day. Um, but then the championship team, um, the, the championship team of coach Ramondo Thomas of the, the, that a bracket down there, Ethan Tidwell from Park Heritage, Max Dowd from Park Heritage, Carter Crump from Park Heritage, three Noblesville kids, Dylan Naga, Luke Fogg and Jackson Kirk, and then Jakari Turner from Lapel, and Grayson Pollard from Kokomo. Um, that group was the group that won the JVA bracket. So congratulations to them for winning that. Um some people ask at different bracket points if we were getting like medals or trophies, including a couple of kids I coached because we won our bracket yesterday. And I'm like, no, plan to get better. It'll be some social media accolades thrown their way, but um, I'm I'm glad we won our game. I would have our situation because, <laughs> yeah, I we yeah. Let's just say we look a lot better when we have three guys who can really score. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, and just to backtrack real quick uh, on that B bracket uh, winner for Justin Baker's team, um, mm-hmm. I said that they didn't have rosters in. They actually do. I was confusing them with a different team, but I thought Tavion Williams uh, from Ben Davis played exceptionally well yesterday. Um, if this is the correct team. Um, but he had 31 I points. I and and it could be just completely messed up on, you know, in somewhere, shape, or form. Uh, however, there was a T. Williams for Coach Baker's team that did score 31 points and played well. Um, so regardless of who he is, Davion Williams, he played really well. Uh, and that was a team that um, – I believe it was, but again, could have not been. But um, well, he's he's the one kid that was an older kid for that team that will will be a varsity performer at a, at a big school. The others, um, well, then I know, I think that's who it was because yeah, I, have to it's a twenty twenty five from Ben Ben Davis. So, so he probably did what he should have done. Um. All right, championship game, championship bracket. Let's get there. If I can get my app to move here, that'd be great. Coach Porath with the big uh, the, the the big win over Coach Saunders' team. Coach Porath's team, basically Hendricks County kids, mixed in with a couple of Center Grove kids and Baird Peyton Baird from South Bend. Uh, some not all of it's their AAU team. They added Joey Schmitz. It's the Indiana Game Black team primarily, with his son Grant. Um, let me get there so I can keep two things open at once. His son, Grant, um, Colin Schmidt from Plainfield, Will Spellman from Center Grove, Jordan Lomax from Brownsburg, newly newly of Brownsburg, Brendan Latimer from Brownsburg, Eli Ellis from Plainfield. I said Joey Schmitz. I meant to say earlier, Colin Schmidt from Plainfield. Did I screw that up? Um, so it's Baird, Porath, Spellman, Schmidt, Lomax, Latimer, Ellis, Schmitz. That group is your is your championship team of the whole league. They went, I think they did take a loss in pool play to Coach 
Saunders, not pool play, but I think that was their cross pool game last week, was Coach Saunders' team. Let yep. me double double check that. Yep, that's right. Uh, last that week was... they lost to Coach Saunders' team by 11, 61 to 50, and then turned the tables in the, the championship game and took them down 62 to 43. Yeah, they didn't have they, – they, they stood out the whole time. I mean, it was good competition. Um, but for the most part, they they played extremely. I mean, they controlled every game except for the one game they lost, and that game was pretty tight. And this game was actually closer than what the score was. But then they you know, they started the game out ten to nothing, and it kind of hung around that ten point mark for a long time. And I think Saunders's group cut it to about six, and then then they just went on a big run, and that pretty much clinched it at that point. And Saunders's group, uh, they have a group every year, but this one was Davion Hampton from Lawrence North, James Kalala from Southport, uh, Damian King from Anderson, Jack Turner from Southport, Michael Chicozzi from Center Grove. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about him later in the podcast. Javon Warfield from Anderson and Javon Guest from Warren Central and Xavier Robinson from Lawrence North. So pretty high-powered fall league roster. Um, not surprised they didn't win that game, but was surprised at how Coach Porras' group was able to stretch it out. Uh, Coach Porras' son, Grant, played extremely well. He is uh, a little bit more offensive-minded than he than he has been. He's going to have to be, obviously, with Cannon Catchings taken off. Um, but Lomax will be a good addition for Brownsburg. He was good in the fall league. Very um, good. Yeah, all those guys yeah. really. I mean, Peyton Baird is so versatile. Uh, Colin Schmidt's a nice player at six six, six seven, can shoot a little bit. Definitely from mid range. Latimer's big physical kid um, who's effective around the basket. Eli Ellis, uh, you know, Eli, you're surprised when he misses shots, you know. <laughs> and Joey Schmidt's is a kid that's going to have to have a bigger role this year in their center grubs backcourt. But again, when we get to that four A preview later in November. Uh, your center grows going to be pretty high up my list. Yeah. And speaking of Jordan Lomax, uh, and I, I think I'll touch on him a little bit later as well, but I think he was, you know, one of the biggest reasons that, um, you know, his team won that game over coach Saunders uh, for the championship. It seemed like every time that I felt like uh, Saunders was going to make a run, um, you know, Jordan kind of made a play on the offensive end to, you know, cut the momentum out or, or even on the defensive end too, where he had a couple steals, um, you know, and officially had 25 points in that championship game, uh, 11 of which came in the second half. Uh, and he was really their only, you know, consistent scorer in the second half, the only player with more than two field goals uh, in the yeah. second half. And, and, you know, I was talking with Brandon Ramsey during that game and, and we were both like, you know, kind of in awe with how how much he was taking over that game. Like it, it was it was pretty much the Jordan Lomax show in the second half. Um, you know, and it wasn't just getting easy layups at the basket either. You know, he was knocking down jumpers. You know, he was hitting threes off the catch. Uh, you know, made tough contested finishes. Uh, you know, it was just really showing. You know, all of his abilities that he's shown throughout the entire fall league that we've talked about multiple times, like they all came together in the second half of that game. And it was, it was, 
it was it was probably one of the better you know single half performances even though it was only you know 12 points or something it was probably one of the better single half performances that i saw in the entire fall league well you look at who he's doing it against i mean but and again it's not like there's no there's no scouting or game planning in, in any of this stuff but still you're talking about it, players who are individually talented defensively and that's why it's impressive to see him do that now lomax is definitely talented offensively the the question is going to be um, his defensive focus on what would probably be a more demanding situation at Brownsburg, not to take anything away from Coach Schaus, but I mean, Brownsburg's got a lot more expectations on them this year than what Avon did last year. I, I definitely think that's fair to say. And, you know, there's not going to be a situation where he's, I mean, Jordan's going to have to play within that system. They, they are not going um, – there will be some times where they will benefit from him being able to go get a basket, just like it did when, you know, Cannon Catchings was able to do that. Um, there will be some times where Lynchy turns him loose offensively. But there's also going to be a lot of times where the best situation is for him to play within their system and get those shots and, and trust that those shots will come. And that's the maturation process of a lot of players. And, you know, anytime um, you you get a situation where a kid is transferring that late in the process, um, you know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to, part of his stuff is he's got to fit in. And, you know, it's, they get a full off season to, to ramp up with it. You know, so hopefully they get that figured out because I still think Brownsburg is going to be one of the top teams in the state. Um, I felt that way even after they lost catchings because they just let a lot, a lot of other pieces there. And they may have some youth come in and fill in some depth pieces to where they can withstand, you know, I don't you know, something like foul trouble or God forbid an injury, but, but uh, they're, they're going to be a nice team. Anybody else yesterday in that, in the top, that top bracket, Jump out. I mean, I know really a lot of pretty close games. Coach Brands, Coach Brigham's game was a good game. I like I like a lot of the pieces Coach Brigham's group's got. I'm trying to find them here real quick. Um, Nick Glover, Aiken Smith from Warren Central, Shy McDonald from from Kokomo, AP Mitchell from Kokomo, Brigham, Coach Brigham's son. David from Crystal House Manual, Lamar Jones, formerly at Warren Central, now at Manual, Jaden Davis at Manual, Jace Nielsen at Manual. That that was a good group throughout the fall league as well. We're just trying to throw out uh, names, uh, out names at, 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 at our whim here. Yeah, so uh, I can't remember what division they were in. Uh, it probably wasn't the top division, uh, right. and I think they ended up actually losing their first game. Of okay. the day, um, but I thought that uh, Barris Moore. Okay, I think that's how you say his first name. Um, I thought he had probably the one of the better individual performances that I've seen uh, from anyone. You know, this week he had I think it was forty points uh, in the game. Hit six threes. The five eleven guard in the sophomore class going to Kokomo. Um, you know, I, I think that he was able to do that, you know, kind of whatever he wanted on the floor. 
um, you know, was, was able to hit threes off the catch, hit threes, you know, pulling up, getting to the rim. Um, you know, he, he had shown flashes in, in a couple of weeks prior, uh, I thought, but this week it kind of all, you know, came together for them. Uh, obviously, yeah. it probably didn't turn out how they wanted it to in the end. Um, but he was a kid that you know, really, really stood out to me. Uh, and, and kind of just went off on the offensive end. Well, they're like that was like my group, my group, young guards, and you know, that was done on purpose. So, um, just to see how they can accept that challenge, because you know, a kid like Barris is stepping into the fire, man. He's got the, the Kokomo's thinking about a state championship this year, and they got some they got some backcourt pieces to replace and. I know he's originally a Kokomo kid and went to Taylor as a freshman. He's kind of back home now. Um, so he's going to have to step into the fire and be able to do it against older kids. So, But, yeah, I know he had some good games in the league, and, and I wish he was there the weekend we played him. Would have liked, I would have liked to have seen that matchup. All right, Kyler, we got a couple minutes here because I know you got to dip out. A couple of kids that kind of – anybody that surprised you, that's kind of what we're doing here for our last piece. We can go through this quickly because I know you got to go, but just yep. name a couple of kids that you didn't know much about that that surprised you coming out of this thing. Yep, I'm going to have kind of a cop out because they're both going to come from my team, um, <laughs> but that's just how it is, you know. With those the guys that I had, I, I didn't know much about all of them, but I'll start with one who was with me all four weeks. Became a huge fan of him, and I ran a lot of stuff through him. Ellie Harris or Alexander Harris Alexander. with an as, E with an E. Aaron Harris's little brother, for all the people that know who that is. So, sophomore um, goes to Indianapolis Tech, Arsenal Tech. Um, really, really impressed with him. Um, he, he's just a really consistent player, really good on the ball. You know, like I said, I ran a lot of stuff through him. I let him start the offense. And he's just real talkative. He's a he's an on-floor leader, and he plays with such maturity for his age. And just I, I really, really enjoyed coaching him. And, um, I thought he had a really good, really good fall league. And then another kid that I added late um, is Dikembe Shaw out of Crown Point, another yeah. sophomore. Um, it's a name to get to know um, because he's going to break out sooner than later, I believe. Um, just he, I played him a little opposition because he he was technically kind of my tallest player at some points. Um, but he's more of a wing, I would say. He's about six five. Um, not super athletic yet, but he's going to get there. And I don't think he's done growing or not, but he, he's so physically strong, so aggressive. He's, he attacks the basket. He'll shoot the deep ball. Um, and he'll just defend. It doesn't matter what position, no matter what he was defending and he was being aggressive and he'll attack the glass to get the rebound. So really, really enjoyed coaching those guys as long as, as well as all the rest of the kids that I had and everything, I thought they all had, you know, some talent and everything. So, but th those were the two guys that really, really stood out to me. I'm going to name one of your guys too here before too long. Kyle or Mason, a couple guys. Um, new, yeah. Back to, I mean, you've been away for a while, so all these guys are new to you, but yeah, a couple <laughs> right. throw a couple names out there and. Yeah. So I'll go with three guys who have really, you know, really piqued my interest and uh, I'm looking forward to watching quickly. them. Yeah. So Eli Ellis, uh, I know we've talked about him, but yep. his shooting ability really caught my attention. Uh, I already talked about Jordan Lomax. He's definitely one kid that, you know, I thought played really well in all four weeks, especially mm -hmm. this last week. Um, and then Keenan Gardner was a guy who I talked about, I think after the first or second week that actually Kyler, you know, was talking about 
you know, when, when he was playing and pointed him out to me. Um, and I thought he just, you know, with, with his versatility, uh, you know, kind of was able to do a ton throughout the four weeks. So those are probably my three guys who stood out to me the most uh, consistently. And again, for those listening, this will be my talking about guys who I didn't know much about coming into the league who I've left being impressed with. So I already know who you are and you're, I was always already impressed with you. You won't be on this short list, but Jaden Ford from Arsenal Tech, he played with you, Coach Staley, Coach Staley's older team. Um, he is a 6'4", 6'5", wing that shot extremely well against us. I think he's continued to do that uh, throughout the league. Uh, he is going to be a junior at, at Tech. Uh, two seniors at Warren Central, Nick Glover and Aiken Smith, both both play for Coach Brigham's group. Pretty super impressed with them. Also pretty impressed with Coach Brigham's group or his son David. He had a nice he had a nice league. Um, and then AP Mitchell from Kokomo. Um, he's new to everybody. He transferred up from from Kentucky uh, with his with family member, and he is going to be. We've talked about him before here. He is going to be a nice piece to the Kokomo Wildcat offense or a Kokomo Wildcat lineup and just another super springy kid that they've got going on up there but all right guys that's it fall league is a wrap I appreciate you guys on the co-admin side and then these last four weeks of podcasting uh Mason appreciate it we are going to talk more about some things in the future if I understand correctly tell everybody again where they can find you Yep. So you can find me on Twitter at Mason H. Asher. And I'm looking forward to, to being back on the podcast here once the voice season gets underway. Cool. Kyler, you got who's your illustrated? You're hopping off here to go do a gym or a gym. Jeez. Mike Woodson. Radio show. Yep. Radio show. Yep. We'll have full coverage of that, obviously, but a lot of stuff going on at hoosierillustrated.com. <laughs> Football's finally coming towards an end, and we'll have a lot more basketball content on the way. So, um, but yeah, so, but I just want to say, yeah, thanks again for letting me coach Jim. Um, yeah, I, had a blast, I had a blast with my, well, both groups really um, for different reasons, but really, really enjoyed my older group and everything. Love coaching. Um, we we found a couple of dudes this year that may end up coaching continue to coach in the league that's that's the part yep. i've lost over the years yeah, is finding guys it. that just like coaching in it so yeah it's i mean yeah for me being a media guy you know don't get to coach a whole lot and everything just due to my schedule i really really enjoy this time too well so. keep that dry erase board handy because you might need it again next fall so <laughs> we'll do all right guys appreciate it kyler i guess we'll be checking in here in the next segment with the uh juniors that we think are gonna break out this year so that's probably how it's going to go then we'll so i don't know I, I think that'll be it so if you hear if you don't hear music at the end of this that means there's more to come if you do hear music then you've already heard the first part how about that for confusing things even worse <laughs> all right guys we'll talk later <laughs> <laughs>